Hey everyone, it's Colin Parker, your pod boss, your keeper, your best friend, and this week I'm going to double down on your best friend. This is certainly not where any of us expected to be right now. I mean, hell, even on the day that I recorded the last ad break, I had no idea that we'd be exactly where we are right now. If you're working from home or taking classes online now, thank you for doing your part to flatten the curve and to keep yourself and others healthy. To those of you essential workers, continuing to go into work to provide for all of us the services that are needed for our, you know, for our survival, thank you. I truly hope that we never hear people be called unskilled labor workers ever again, uh, because this time has certainly proven to us how much you provide and how much we need you. To those of you who have lost jobs or been furloughed, had gigs canceled, or anything in between, stay strong. We will get through this, and we will find something new, and we will not let this be the moment that takes everything from us. To those of you who are sick, stay safe. Don't go out and get well soon. May we meet again soon and uh, be healthy and ready to take on the world. The only announcements that I have are, um, are the, the two following programming notes, we'll call them. The first is that we have a Twitch account now. We are live streaming as much as possible, and we're working on getting as much content out as possible through that and through uh, the normal podcast feeds, um, both for your and for our benefit. I think we all need uh, entertainment, um, something to look forward to. So follow us at twitch.tv slash the scavengers network. Uh, almost every single day, there's some form of content happening there. Uh, and we're working towards creating a more steady schedule. Um, and I think that we're all going to see an influx of content. Um, I mean, yeah, basically, like just as a quick kind of example, we've had quite a few games uh be played on twitch which is kind of standard right but we've also already done a live episode of a podcast we did a bonus episode of myth takes which you'll get to hear very soon and uh on top of that we're trying to get more podcast live events and creator hangouts and all sorts of cool stuff to happen the second thing that I'd like to announce is that for the month of March of so this month and also for April, all of our Patreon content is going to be made public. Um, you know, we we want to bring as much entertainment as we possibly can in these times. And um, I, I really do appreciate anyone who is continuing to support us. Uh, and I hope that this helps to support you. Uh, and that's all that I have for this week. So stay positive, be excellent to each other, and stay safe and healthy. We'll see you all again in another two weeks. But in the meantime, let's hear the new episode of Myth Takes. Hello and welcome to Quarantine. Or Myth Takes Quarantine Edition. I have not seen a human face, face face-to-face, in what feels like 12 years. 
But now I get to see some very good, lovely faces here on this call for the first like full-fledged episode, if you will, of the newest Myth Take Myth Takes arc. So I'm going to go in order of how people appear on my screen. Uh, <laughs> let's welcome the cast for this arc. Please welcome Morgan Spatola. Hi. Am I supposed to uh, say anything else? <laughs> I, you can say whatever you want. It's a podcast. That's the fun part of it. It's been a while since I've done one of these. I know, <laughs> it's right? It's been a minute. Uh, and let's also say hello to Lindsay Nelson. Hello. Hello, everybody. It's been even longer for me, Morgan, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> oh, I man. know. It's, it's been been crazy. And then, of course, uh, Graham, hey. See, uh, the joke previously, when uh, Colin was talking about seeing faces that he likes seeing, uh, I'm the only one right now in our group chat or a group call that doesn't have a video up. So, uh... <laughs> Graham... As much as you and I joke around about stuff, <laughs> I think that you're lovely and you have a lovely face. Aw, Colin, I you know, the feeling's mutual. Just just tell me about one thing, you. Graham, because I haven't yeah. seen you in in a bit. Are uh -huh. we facial haired up right now, or are we clean shaven right now? See, the thing is, I am all facialed up, but I'm contemplating lopping it all up <laughs> because uh, the whole mask thing and like okay, worst comes to worse. Uh, my facial hair is going to like bleed through the mask right. and mm. kind of defeat the purpose of wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. So sure. <laughs> you yeah, I wasn't really sure hard about this. Yeah. I wasn't <laughs> yep. sure if you were like, you know, in like quarantine hermit mode, you know, and just like growing like a full well, wild man. I mean, have beard? you seen the memes? Yeah. Well, <laughs> my favorite meme recently is like when people talk about how their lives are changing because they're quarantined and all the things they're doing differently and your life hasn't really changed. And yeah. you're like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> well, Have I always lived thing. in quarantine? <laughs> I do spend a lot of time, you know, like, because I do a lot of freelance stuff, I do spend a lot of time at home and working, like, from a home computer and stuff like that. But I still, I guess I never realized how much I do actually at least go out or leave the house. And I didn't realize until today when I was like, I could just drive just around the neighborhood just so I could be away from the house for like 10 minutes mm -hmm. and i almost did but then i took a nap instead um yeah, so you know i'm oh, making strong go. choices today that's um, the right decision though <laughs> so it's been a minute mm. for uh for, for for two of you especially um we haven't heard from well i guess we heard from graham in a recent uh bunker break um, to sort of bring Graham back into the fold. But Lindsay, we haven't heard from from you uh, since the first bunker break, which was, I want to say, like April of last year. So it's been almost a full year. <laughs> but we've got back-to-back -back Nelsons uh, in Myth Takes coming up. So it's going to be... It's going to be a lot of fun. It's a full Nelson, if you will. Um, <laughs> I yeah, actually, if you've been okay, feeling Nelson talk, surprise, Nelson? brace yourself for a lot of Nelsons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real I, talk I about So what? I know, I was going to say, I, I know the phrase full Nelson, but I actually don't know what a full Nelson actually is. A wrestling hold in which it's one arm is passed under <laughs> the opponent's <laughs> arm from behind and the hand is applied to the neck, which is a half Nelson, or both arms and hands are applied. Yeah. A full Nelson. Are we doing a oh, Broads okay. and Bees episode now? Because that's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, it, it does sound... I No, it's the... it's. I don't think it's like the fun type of holding a neck. Oh, okay. Um, and my mom listens to this show, so that's great. Um, 
Well, hey, uh, it's been a, a bit since we've heard from some of these characters. So let's just do the, like, uh, what's it called? Like the Cliff Notes version of just like who our characters are and um, and what type of character they are. So like what um, what playbook they are. Uh, let's do the same order that we introduce ourselves. Morgan. I play Allie Smith, and I am a monstrous. She is a half-human, half-succubi. And do you have any, Do we besides a shotgun, do we have anything given to you yet? No, she uses her natural weapons. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, okay. Uh, and then Lindsay. Yes, I play Noctis, who is a summoned, uh, and I am a... Uh, nearly human body, but I have hair and eyes that are literally darkness instead of just black. And I have extra long fingers with an extra knuckle in them. And I wear a big canvas coat and uh, they are very into reading and cooking. (laughs) Wait, I have a question. Is Noctis's skin just like normal skin color? Is that not just blackness also? No, uh, they, they look... Uh, they're nearly human, which means on first glance they might oh. pass as human. But the second you look closer at them, you would get real mm. creeped out by like love fingers this. that are too long and eyes and that's not right. So, thank you. Okay, thanks okay. for that clarification. I love that. Yeah, no problem. I love the phrase "eyes that are not right." <laughs> I don't know why, but I I like that as a very mysterious uh, message there. Um, and of course, last but not least. Well, last, uh, yep. Graham. Okay, I, I'll stop. Like, <laughs> I realize that some people may not realize that I've known Graham for a very, very long time. So sometimes I feel like I can be like slightly like a big brother bully to him. But then See, sometimes people are just Pokemon like, "You killed Pokemon namesake today, so you need to I, be nice." I yeah. did. That's true. I'll be. I'll be kinder, <laughs> Graham. Little buddy, talk to us about Lucy. Poor zigzagoons everywhere. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I play Lucy. Uh, she's, uh, she, oh, that's not the name of her class. She's a divine. Um, and she's, uh, what's a tasteful way to say this? Uh, <laughs> she's an extremist. We'll go with that. <laughs> that makes sense. That tracks. Um, okay. So, uh, it's been a little while since we've, seen some of these characters but um sort of the way that part of the lore and kind of storytelling that we've built into myth takes is that there are of course um there are of course missions and things like that that we don't see um missions that are smaller that you know don't necessarily get shown to us the viewers because they aren't there weren't large stakes at hand they were Things that uh, got solved very quickly. Um, and so it's been... Uh, I, wait, I need to real quick double check my timeline before I step in it. It's been close to like, mm, like six or seven months basically since the start of where all of our characters met. Um, and people okay. have been in the bunker and kind of fighting and doing these things uh, and going out on missions. Um, Noctis, you've spent a lot of time in the library and in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, What has been a, 
what's the best word for it? Like project maybe? What's been a recent project that Noctis has been working on when not in the field? Well, Noctis has discovered the Harry Potter series, gotten very into it. Uh, they've sewn a little Hufflepuff house crest badge onto their big canvas coat. And they've also gotten into uh, pasta from scratch. So right now they're trying to perfect Ooh. a spring pea and mint ravioli recipe. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, and I also just ate dinner like maybe an hour ago. Like I just finished <laughs> eating dinner an hour ago. And I'll, now I'm starving. I always need to remember to just pack snacks whenever I record with Lindsay Nelson. Um, so, uh, Graham, for Lucy... Um, has Lucy ever read Harry Potter? Um, because Lucy also I likes to read. Yeah, <sighs> probably. I'm trying to think. Like, like when you mentioned Harry Potter, my first instinct was, would Lucy like that? <sighs> She'd probably be very confused reading something like that mm -hmm. because, like. After the first chapter, she'd be a little taken back. Is like, is this fiction? Is this like historical fiction? Is this like, what's... <laughs> It'd be very confusing and off-putting, especially if it was miscategorized. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm, my, my, my guess would be maybe, again, read the first chapter, maybe the first book, and uh, it's a little elementary. I see. Now, did Lucy at any point ever... Even though, you know, the, even though she feels this way about the books, does she secretly have a house that she kind of like does still have any kind of attachment or is she entirely like uh, a what house? Absolutely not. Oh, she probably doesn't care. But if I had to categorize mm, Lucy, she'd uh, yeah, either that or Ravenclaw, <laughs> but probably Slytherin. Yeah, um, yeah that, that makes sense. She's she feels cunning. Um. So, okay. Uh, well, okay, now I kind of feel bad for for not asking. So, does has Allie read Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. She had a normal human child upbringing, so she definitely has read Harry Potter like all what the other kids is, did. What house is Allie in? I want to say she's probably just a Ravenclaw, just like me. Okay. Mm, hey, yeah. hey, you know, there's no right or wrong answers in this. This is all fiction. Um, and in fact, because of this fiction and we're keeping our licensings open, uh, it's actually Jerry Potter, the Jerry Potter series <laughs> oh, um, that only, everyone yeah. loves very much about uh, hog uh, corn. I don't know. And then uh, we have Ravenwing, Squigglin, yeah. Huffle, Aww. Tuft. And, and Griffin, Griffin window. Window. Um, So, okay. Yeah. So, all of that, I, I apologize. I've ruined that whole no, lovely scene on, about Colin. Harry Potter. Yeah. That Griffin window joke, I missed it for like a second, but the moment I got it, I liked it. Thank you. Uh, that, was the, that was the sentence that I said that I was like, what a stupid podcast that you're doing right now, Colin. Everyone's bringing quality character stuff to the table and you're like what if i made a joke about doors and windows <laughs> i can do comedy too um okay so here's the situation that our heroes find themselves in this time hank has called you in hank is 
nervously pacing. Finally, after what seems like probably too much time of not saying anything, of kind of pacing and going to stop to say something and then chooses to keep pacing, finally gathers himself up and says, All right, now, what I'm about to tell you is um, possibly going to be shocking and may seem like one of the things that I've kept from you the most. And I know that's going to sound weird uh, because I've certainly kept some pretty, you know, uh, deep and dark stuff from my past uh, secret. But this one is a little, this one's a little different. Um... So I've never told you all that I, I I do have a family. Um, I we're I have a niece. Um, I have not seen her since she was a child, and then uh, I she just called me about two hours ago, and. Okay, so I, this this is not necessarily one of the the dangerous missions, and I know I normally send you two out for sort of kind of bigger deals uh, than the small fry, but I we're going somewhere. This is it, it. Get things get a little weird out there, and so I just sort of feel like. Maybe you'll feel in your element. Not that you're weird. I just mean, well, okay, hang on. Let me start that over. That sounds like I'm... Uh, so, the state of Washington, right? It's up It's up in the top of the map that is kind of of the United States here. Knocked us here. Let me point it out, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure you know your geography by now, but uh, just in case. Uh, this one right here, this is... Washington and there's a lot of wooded area and there's a lot of mountain and there's a lot of well frankly nothing and because of that that's where a lot of cryptids and monsters and you know uh, sometimes just plain old ne'er-do-wells end up and because of that there's a lot of oddity I guess is the word perhaps for Washington and I'm not really proud of this, but my niece, even though, even though I've never taken her to, uh, to, to do any of the stuff that we do, she has unfortunately followed in the family business and in the family line. And I, I don't truly agree with it, but I'm, I'm not her, I'm not her dad, so I can't. Can't go telling her what to do. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm just sort of rambling. My whole point is, is my niece is in trouble. My niece needs help. And I'm, I would just prefer not to go alone. Uh, and this is between us. But I have not told Buck about my family. Or my niece, rather, mm-hmm. in particular. I've known Buck for, uh, we'll just say, a while. I'm not going to age myself that badly, but I've definitely not told him. So I I want to take some people that I can trust and that I think will get stuff done. So that's my mission brief. Not as informational as usual, but more of just, we'll call it asking a favor. 
Do you not trust Buck? Uh, okay, sorry. That uh, sounds really incriminating. I do. It's just I have kept a lot of secrets back in the day, and it got to a point where then I realized if I told him now, it would be kind of too late. So I felt like maybe I should just leave it like where it lies and just like, you, you know what I mean? Hank, I think there's a lot of things that you need to work through once we're done with all of this. Listen, there's certainly a lot of baggage to unpack uh, in this baggage claim. Uh, this airport runs deep, but my, my, my whole point is that there's, there's something going down in the state of Washington, and it's not, it's not exactly sitting with me right. Um, okay, now that I've sort of gotten my bearings, let me, let me show you sort of what we're dealing with. Maybe, maybe that'll help make the decision for if you two uh, want to go out on this this mission or not if uh if, if it so pleases you and hank brings up onto it's not necessarily a projection board but it's also not fully like a hologram like this is some weird sci-fi tech that definitely in like the real outside of myth takes world does not exist uh and probably to most people within the myth takes <laughs> world people probably think it does not exist but hank is most certainly a very sci-fi heavy boy um and so he's kind of pulling up these files and showing a bunch of sort of virtual pinpoints in a map uh and there's a lot of missing people uh not necessarily having gone missing directly at the same time but certainly within usually about like three to four weeks of each other there's usually like kind of a a gap um and then every now and then there's kind of like a little sprint if you will of multiple people within a couple of weeks and then it kind of slows down again um and this is sort of a pattern that has been going on for a couple of years maybe so you're looking at just you know tens and tens of cases like we're getting close to I don't know, maybe 50 cases of missing people here. Um, and uh, kind of all spread out throughout Washington, but there certainly is a, a lot of them condensed into a, a one particular area. Um, and there's also a dossier file on a group called the Forest Fighters. And there's not a lot of photos or information about them uh except the only thing that hank knows about them is that his niece used to be a part of them they operate out of a cabin in the woods and there's uh, there are eight people in their ranks so with all this stuff laid out what what do you all think what are your, any questions that your characters might have um even though we're not necessarily at a crime scene, I feel like there's still questions that could be asked if you want to do any kind of roles or whatever. Oh, well, uh, Noctis is pretty, you know, not really having a very strong grasp on familial relationships or even anything else. It's just sort of cocking their head and being sort of bewildered for the first part, but got more engrossed in the second part and uh, is going to ask if there's any uh, anything distinct about the disappearances that would make somebody link them like 
Did they all happen in the same place or was there something left at the scene that was the same that would make somebody connect the disappearances? Yes. I, I'll, I'll give you this one without any kind of rules or anything like that just because we're not... This one's probably not something that you would find from the pictures. This would probably be more of a... Someone would have to tell you this. Um, every single... Almost every case, I'll say. I'll say like maybe out of... Uh, let, we'll, we'll say out of 45 cases, 40 of them happened outside. Um, whether it was not that far away from like their apartments or houses or occasionally it is um, just out in like the woods or the mountains. Very frequently it's when they are nowhere near uh, like civilization or other people, whether that's camping, off-roading, um, hiking, stuff like that. Like people have gone missing in places where no one would notice if that makes any sense. Like when they go missing, they just sort of were there and then one minute gone. Okay. No personal effects or anything have ever been left behind. Things like maybe like a vehicle kind of thing might get left behind. But um, if someone was wearing a backpack, it's not like the backpack was left that was left there. Okay. Okay. Allie asks, um, Hank, are there fairies in Washington? Yes. How did... How would you even know that? Well, I was just wondering because they make people disappear, don't they? I mean, well, uh, yes, but wow. Hmm. <laughs> you know, in all my time of looking at, you know, crime scenes and, you know, all these things that we deal with, it I've never really just sort of been able to peg something immediately. And that, that kind of feels like it makes sense actually um i mean yeah there's there's quite a few um i don't know communes of of fairies out out there i mean you know there's a lot of wooded area so you can kind of get some some fairy circles and some fairy uh habitats kind of going pretty strong I, it a couple of them would be kind of hard pressed these days and hank brings up kind of like two city areas that have been expanding recently um, further out into the wooded uh, areas surrounding them um, and kind of points points them out and says um, some of these, you know, kind of bigger corporations that are now building out extra uh, Amazon warehouses and, you know, Google fiberglass or whatever you want to call them, uh, factories. Like those things are all kind of expanding out into some of their territory. So perhaps uh, maybe it's retaliation. I don't. Yeah. The only thing that's weird to me is that fairies usually bring people back after a certain amount of time. Right. And you said all these cases, what, like, I guess how many years has this been going on? Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like it's a, you know, nearly three years. I mean, it's, hmm. it's some, it's a good amount of time for sure. And it, I don't know. I mean, it's not necessarily that it's ramping up. It just it just seems like it's constant. And that kind of, I don't know. I mean, that raises flags for me, for sure. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. Well, when do we go? Well, uh, I mean, if you two want to go, uh, we could take the next possible flight out of here. Uh, 
So that would be in a couple of hours. It would take us, uh, I don't know, maybe four or five hours from from flight to get there, perhaps. I'm in. Um, Noctis? Noctis reaches over and picks up the book that they're currently reading and goes, Noctis is packed. <laughs> <laughs> What's the book that Noctis is currently reading through? Uh, currently reading Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Very good, I love very Noctis. good. Me too. Noctis <laughs> is great. Uh, okay, so while Allie is gathering her stuff up, Hank is going to have a quick conversation with Lucy. Um, now, uh, now, Lucy, I'm I'm about to head out and kind of take care of some stuff. Uh, got a little bit of a sort of side mission, side quest, if you will. And, uh, you know, while I'm gone, I was hoping that you could kind of take a look after, you know, just the, the maps and the situations. If any kind of portal opens up, you know, you could send out a team or, you know, if you want to take a team out with you or, you know, is that, is that cool with you? I know that normally I'm the one who does it, but, uh, uh, this is, this one I think kind of requires me to go. So I'm on surveillance, is that what you're saying? I mean, you know, when you say it like that, it does make it sound pretty lame and pretty not great. But I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what Lucy was in the process or whatever, wherever she picked up. But maybe she like she just stretches and just like shrugs and eh. All right. Uh, okay, great. Well, um. So I guess I'll give you just kind of information just in case anyone is asking or looking. Um, I'm not going to really be available while out on this mission. I mean, if there's an emergency, you can you, you can call me. But uh, this one's kind of more of a, a personal uh, thing. So how long yeah. do you plan to be gone? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I would love for this to be taken care of in like a day or two. But, um, I mean, I think well, we all know that it doesn't always go that way, but uh, you know, it sh- it should be fine. We should, we should be just fine. Um, and so, you know, whatever you do, just sort of, uh, just definitely stay here. Don't, don't, uh, this one's not for you. All right. So, um, I, I know, I know you like to go out there and do do your thing, but this is definitely a situation where I, I need you to s- sit tight. Is that? But under extenuating circumstances, should I be allowed to call my own shots? I don't want to trap myself, but I also don't want to trap myself. So, <laughs> yes. You got it. Hank narrows his eyes and kind of just sort of looks at you like very expectantly and very unsure of what any of that meant. (laughs) You, you're like very old. Okay. And you sometimes are the most problematic child here. You just please (laughs) behave. Okay. I'm a simple soldier. I follow orders. 
you okay well simple soldiers definitely don't do the type of back talk that you do don't you try to there's something you lucy mm, hank is very frustrated <laughs> oh please go on your business trip and if anything comes up i'll take care of it again the way you say things just sort of <laughs> makes me i don't know nervous oh please you have much bigger things to worry about let me take care of what i need to take okay. care of per your orders that you just very implicitly gave me so all right listen um if buck asks where i am you tell him that i have gone to kansas to tutor tj let me, let me that, write that down <clears throat> she pulls out a pen and paper kansas tutor tj yes and yeah i mean well it's not an improv thing i mean that <laughs> oh, was sorry, really I just did, it. yeah my bad that, that was that was intentional but okay <laughs> that should hopefully keep him off my, my trail for a bit and um okay I am so very weirdly nervous about leaving this conversation the way that we have it. So I'm going to go, but you please just take care of things. Do not burn this place down. Oh, I'm I'm gone because it's already technically it's underground. It's down. If it catches fire, it's not going to end well. So just keep Lucy, please keep this shit running fine. Okay. Scouts honor. I wasn't a Boy Scout. Yeah, I kind of got that, Lucy. All right. Well, uh, I'll see you in a few days. And as he leaves the room, Hank definitely stops in the doorway, just kind of does a quick double check over his shoulder. Okay. And then actually walks out. Um, Wolf sort of flash forward. There's nothing. Whoa, I slipped back into Hank's voice. There's nothing, you know, particularly, I don't know, dangerous, if you will, about getting to an airport and flying. Maybe, Noctis, how do you I was going to say, Noctis always has a bit of a trouble getting through airport security as uh, they thoroughly creep out all TSA agents and basically everybody else, so. How do do we normally keep Noctis, like, um... What's the word for it? Like under wraps, for lack of a better term. Is it just like the typical like Marvel movie? You put on sunglasses and a hat and suddenly people can't tell or. That is kind of the point of their big canvas coat is to just sort of try and make them blend into the background as much as possible. Um, But uh, yeah, I don't know that uh, we've ever dealt with Noctis traveling in normal human conveyances before. Well, we definitely have uh, TSA pre-check or whatever that thing is called. Um, mostly <laughs> to avoid global pre-check or whatever. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, it is mostly to avoid as much time in people's eye lines as possible. Um, there's definitely a lot of sort of not necessarily private planes, but it's also a lot smaller planes, mm-hmm. a lot less prying eyes. You know, like we're definitely not flying Delta. You know what I'm saying? Um, mostly because there are some monsters that you just can't take on. Um, and so, uh, I think yeah. in this case, Allie would probably help 
get through with some of her natural charms. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. She's oh, very able to okay. employ to just kind of Jedi mind trick uh, yeah. or Allie mm-hmm. mind trick her way through TSA <laughs> for them. Yeah, combining Allie's charms with everybody's natural instinct to uh get rid of Noctis as soon as possible, probably <laughs> kind of together would take care of it. Yeah. Um and one last question before we essentially land and get to Washington State. Um, when they do in-flight, not entertainment, what's the other thing? Uh, service? What do you go for? Do you go for pretzels, uh, cookies, or, you know, like those Biscoff cookies? Uh, mm-hmm. Or what else do they serve nowadays? They stopped doing peanuts because... Peanut. Oh, Yeah. We're allergies. trying to be yeah. like careful about people's allergies, but yep. I got droop waffles last time I was on a plane. <laughs> oh, that's wow. rad! It's fancy. Cool. So, do you what? What's your normal order? And also, like for like the snack and the drink. Um, I think Noctis would probably go with the pretzels and ginger ale. Okay, Allie. Allie's gonna get the Biscoff cookies and a coffee. Mmm. Mm. Allie's after Hank's heart there. That's definitely uh, <laughs> Hank's go-to order. Um, Colin's order would be the same, but with Coke instead of coffee, because coffee, I feel like, feels dangerous to me on a plane mm-hmm. for more than one reason, <laughs> but the first one being that, like, one bump and my whole body's just oh. over <laughs> You know, I'm, Morgan it makes gets me pretzels nervous. and water, and then doesn't eat or drink any of it. <laughs> That's what I usually do. I like try to be chill about getting those cookies. Look, I'm like the Biscoff cookies are stupid good, and I they don't have the right to be for airline stuff. But like, I love them very much, and I'm always like, oh, I mean, I guess the cookies. I try to play it cool, <laughs> um, but I always have a little bit of coke because I always need a little bit of like caffeine slash sugar mm-hmm. to keep my brain operational up top um that high up my brain just feels a little bit like that that's me crunching in i guess this is an audio format anyway <laughs> you're getting darth vader choked <laughs> that's what it sounded yeah. like it, yeah know, being on a plane you get real cabin fever <laughs> no there's definitely i don't know if it's south southwest Too real <laughs> there's some airline that has cheez-its and i mean i love what? me a cheez-its what? Like straight up Cheez-Its or like knockoff Cheez-Its? No, Cheez-Its. No, straight yeah, up Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. Yeah, I've had yeah, the before, too. I can't remember yeah. which airline, though. I exactly. Would be all about that. I love Cheez-Its. I do love Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its are yeah. very good. Hey, Cheez-Its, if you want to sponsor <laughs> Mid Takes, we know that you listen Jeez. to the podcast. So, uh, Cheez-Its, it's what's for dinner. Um, Cheez-Its, I will eat 100 Cheez-Its on a live stream if you sponsor us. <laughs> Ooh, Cheez-Its, you heard it here. Come on. <laughs> Give, give us that sweet, sweet Cheez-It money. Mm. That cheddar. Give us that cheddar. All right. There you go. There it is. That, that was our ad break right there, okay. just straight up in the middle of the episode. Um, so with that being said, we've sort of seen the little montage of people doing their stuff. Um, do either of you listen to music on the airplane, or are you the type that, like, wants to talk to the person next to you? Or I think Allie listens to music. She's probably, like nervous on planes I don't know why but I just get that feeling so 
Uh, yeah, no, Noctis just reads. They finished um, Frankenstein and have started mm. reading uh, Terry Pratchett's Night Watch by the time they land. So mm. nice. Okay, Hank uh, probably just learned about what podcasts are uh, <laughs> and is probably listening to the world's most boring podcast in the world, but probably thinks that it's riveting or sometimes laughs at things that shouldn't be laughed at but mostly it's like a thing of this idiot thinks that they can do what with nuclear <laughs> they'll never figure this one out like he's like definitely kind of judgmental or like what a great joke oh they're serious oh oh that's tragic um so like what take npr and make it like super super boring like take out any possible fun that npr can ever have i was gonna say woof. that's and pretty uh, it's just pretty thin there and Hank's still having the time of his life. Yeah, exactly. He's like, he's like, oh, this. Well, he's like, oh, science. I do, I do love me some science. Um, <laughs> and also, randomly listens to like episodes of I don't know lore, just because you know <laughs> cryptids and stuff. He he actually hears a few episodes of the Adventure Zone Amnesty, but has to turn it off because well, that's not how magic works, or that's not how that cryptid works, and. Uh, well, we all know that Mothman would never have a f- conversation. He he doesn't talk. He lets his actions do the talking. <laughs> <laughs> so you all have enjoyed your flight for the most part, and you have landed. Um, you get a little rental car, and you get in, and Hank says, Now before we go meet my niece, um, I would like to just kind of look at a couple of the places that people have gone missing that are they're they're on our way don't don't worry um and uh i don't know i mean i i don't want to necessarily go immediately poking into it but i i would like to maybe just sort of get a feel for the forest fighters but we we'd have to really well i mean i'll leave that up to y'all do y'all feel comfortable with sort of well, spying. Uh, well, Hank, we're just here to do a job, so whatever you need. Spying is just quiet looking. You're correct. Man, I gave you way too many Tom Clancy books. Um, All right, sure, yeah, okay, cool. Well, I just wanted to make sure. I don't know why I'm so nervous about this mission. I'm never nervous about stuff. I guess... Hmm. I just don't like having family involved. You know? Allie awkwardly puts her hand on Hank's shoulder, and then it's really weird, so she takes it back, and she goes, yeah, I know. It's going to be okay, Hank, I promise. We'll get her out of here. All right, well, here we go. And the car starts up, and you all drive for, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 minutes before... You're kind of off into a wooded area, and um, this is one of the most recent ones. Um, and Hank pulls out um, the like the file about it, and he kind of looks it over and kind of passes it off to you two to kind of double check and look through it again if you would like, and looks over at a cabin that is standing in front of you. Um, there has been some police tape around the door and stuff like that. Um, 
and he just sort of sighs and says, this one, this one was a little different. Um, this is one of the few where someone wasn't taken outside of, outside of their home. And I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's a coincidence. Maybe that's something entirely different from the other ones, but this is the most recent disappearance. Um, it just feels, I don't know, there's something really off-putting about this place. And that's coming for me. Um, I don't know. I just I, Why don't we all kind of take a poke around and just sort of see if, see if you see anything. Give me a holler if you do. Uh, he kind of walks around the back of the cabin and leaves the two of you in the front. What do you do? So what does it look like? Is it closed up? Like, is the door shut and stuff? Uh, the door is locked, but it's not, like, blocked off, if that makes Like, there's no, like, extra barricade or anything. It's just, like, someone closed the door and covered it with, uh, like, do not cross police tape stuff. Okay. I would like to roll investigate a mystery. Okay. Well, roll 2d6 for me. Wow. I wasn't ready for this game where you have to roll dice. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, okay, that was a four. <laughs> cool. Um, you see nothing. Great. For one thing. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, when you miss, you have... Oh, wait, hang on. Let me double check this. This investigative mystery actually might not have super bad stuff that happens. Hang on, I'm going to double check, actually. I don't actually. think it does. Poor Allie. She wants to be so smart, but she has minus one sharp. <laughs> oh, uh, no, there's there's still usually some sort of, like, price to pay, essentially. Okay, oh, so um, I think that this just sort of brings unwanted attention, essentially. Great. Like, I mean, because I don't think really any of the other things would make sense. Like, you're not going to get, like, a... a, a creature's attention necessarily right. like, you know what I mean? like no one's gonna attack you um so i feel like missing a role here is just more of um you okay well okay paint paint the scene though for me first before someone does have their attention brought to you um what does your investigation look like I guess what I would be looking for, like before attempting to do a little B and E or anything like that, is just seeing like what it looks like out front. Like, is there signs of like a scuffle in the bushes, or mm. is are the windows broken? Like, can I even tell that? Probably not, because she's so dumb. But I'm just kidding. I love my character very much. I'm just sad about my stats right now. But um, but you know things like that. So just kind of like trying to investigate like the front stoop entrance area to see like what can be found out before uh what i was planning on doing which is just breaking into the cabin so okay uh and uh noctis what does what what do you do in in these moments i don't can i roll to help Allie out with her investigative history <laughs> uh you can um, after i was so sorry for myself <laughs> yeah yeah go go ahead we'll see we'll see what kind of situation we can get ourselves to okay uh i rolled an eight and i have zero cool so it's still an eight 
Okay, so you're going to grant them plus one. You're also going to expose yourself to trouble or danger. Um, okay. That only puts me at a five, then, Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I don't think there's any way to really bust it Make up that enough. Make that useful? That's gonna, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I... Yeah, so... Yeah, I think that basically you're both just sort of poking around, wandering around there. Uh, you're helping Allie take a look. And during that time, you didn't, I guess, hear or notice there was a another vehicle that pulled up outside. Um, and you hear someone say... Um, And I got to decide what character would be more interesting here. Okay, so you you hear uh, a person just behind you say, "Can I help you?" Okay, and I turn around, and what do I see? You see what looks like a fairly normal person. They uh like doesn't appear to be a cop or anything, but it's definitely someone in street clothes. They are pretty pretty beefy you know like they're they're pretty they're pretty toned pretty fit um they're about six foot tall and uh they don't have any kind of weaponry on them but they're definitely standing kind of at the ready they're there they were not expecting to find anyone here uh and uh they are wearing a like a leather jacket um and like black jeans essentially okay i turn around and i say oh um is this the airbnb me and my brother were trying to find the our cabin i think we took a wrong turn this is the airbnb isn't it uh well i think considering since you're just a couple feet away from police tape i have a feeling that you might know that you're not in the right place well, that's why I was so confused. Like, why? Like, we had this rented for the weekend. So just, you know, what happened here? He just, he kind of just looks you up and down. <laughs> he's he's not happy about this, but he also probably shouldn't be there. Mm. So there's kind of a very tense moment. Can I manip- roll to manipulate someone to see if um, I can... I guess just manipulate him into telling me what he knows sure. and answering my question. What happened here? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so for me, that's going to be, I get to use my unnatural appeal. I roll plus weird instead of charm. By the way, Noctis is just kind of trying to unobtrusively be in the shadows and not pull a lot of focus was, to yeah, themselves. I was, say, I was just about to ask because like, you know, I was certain that you were kind of in broad daylight with Noctis at the moment, but. Yeah. Um, so that was a nine. Okay. Um, so what exactly are you asking them to do? Or what, so what are you trying as to So as I am asking like, oh, like, yeah, I'm really confused about the police tape because we had it rented for the weekend. Like what happened here? She's kind of like walking a little bit closer and like pulling her glasses off because that's like her special, like, <laughs> look at my. Right demonic eyes move and then i roll my nine okay um and this guy when i mean he's already kind of standing tall but there's a little bit of that like i'm a bad boy 
lean that he's kind of got going on. Um, kind of like, or just more of like trying to be menacing really, you know, even though he's standing tall, there's still a little bit of that, like swagger for lack of a better term. <laughs> I say as someone who just drips it all the time, right? Um, <laughs> someone who totally understands how to, how to be this way. Um, he definitely like when the glasses come off, he straightens up for a second. And at first it's not necessarily like you're bringing him to attention because of how do I say this? It's more of the eyes get noticed before they are like used for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's definitely kind of on edge immediately, but then kind of falls back into it a little bit. And he's like, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, Jane, I know Jane sometimes did the Airbnb, I'm surprised that no one contacted you. That's a little interesting. Yeah, Jane's Jane's been gone for a couple weeks now. Pretty sure she's not coming back. Um, I uh, I'm her neighbor from down the road, and I, so I I came to you know make sure that no one's been getting into the mail or anything. The cops want to give her a little bit more time to show up, but uh, that's not something that usually. He stops himself in the middle of what he's saying and says, you know, just sometimes some people don't want to be found, I guess. Oh, that's so juicy. Hold on, I'm thinking of what to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, while you're doing that, uh, mark one experience. Oh, okay. Yeah, All three of you, technically, because remember, what we anytime someone marks experience, we're all three. Oh, right, that's right, because I did... Uh, hold the fuck. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna say, oh, so you knew Jane? Because I thought that I just talked to her. I was texting with her just a little bit ago, you know, like back when I booked the Airbnb. Um, I can't believe that happened. That is so wild. Is it like a safe area around here? Like, should we should probably just go, right? Um, he's definitely that put him in a weird spot for a second there. Mm -hmm. He says, you, you texted her recently. Oh, well, like a few weeks ago when we booked the Airbnb. Oh, okay. Okay. I was okay. Hmm. I guess that does make more sense. I was thinking it was recent and thought maybe you might be a way we could. Well, no, it's, it's, um, what was your other question? Oh, I was just wondering if it was safe, but now I just want to know what you were thinking. And I stand a little bit closer and I would like to roll mental dominion. Uh, when you gaze into a normal human's eyes and exert your will over them, roll plus charm. Except for I don't roll charm, I don't think. Um, on a plus ten, whatever, I get to tell him what to do if I if I'm successful. So, oh no, I do roll charm. Hold on. Okay. Sometimes I forget that you have these moves. Not like you specifically, just people. <laughs> <laughs> I got a ten, so it says on a ten plus hold three. Uh, you may spend your hold to give them an order. Holy shit, a ten is really good for that. I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. That. 
Sorry. So I rolled 2d6 plus 2, and I got a 10. Um, so I can spend my hold to give them an order. Regular people will follow your order, whatever it is. Hunters can choose whether they do it or not. If they do, they mark experience. So I'll let you do what you want with that information, Colin. Okay. And so what? what is your first, like, not command, but what is your first... So as like, a player, I'm going to say really quick, I just need to clarify so I can remember yeah. what he said. He started to ask or started to say, if you did, there's a way that we could, right? That's kind of like what he started to say and then stopped. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say as Allie, I'm sorry, what were you just going to say that we could do? There's definitely a pause. Um, I would say rarely does it take time for your powers to kind of kick in for people. Okay. Um, so she notices that. Right. And I, and I was going to say, th- that's definitely something to n- to note. Um, mm-hmm. People are usually pretty, like, I mean, think of Officer Riggs, right? Right. You essentially, like, you like you flash the eyes, and, like, as the first syllable is falling out of your mouth, he's like, well, all right, well, here's here's everything I own. What just Riggs happened? Riggs is you know? my boy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, (laughs) you know, and so like that was sort of how rigs and and people normally react. Um, Mm -hmm. and this guy definitely, it's almost like he thinks about it, but it, how do I say this? It's, it doesn't show. It's almost like when you ask him, he kind of. It's like when you're on a computer and a program stops responding for a second. Mm, okay. He's buffering. A, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. So there's definitely like a, a spinning wheel for maybe like two <laughs> seconds. And then he answers seemingly, you know, just fine. Uh, seemingly like, I mean, you know, he was not smiling earlier. And I mean, you know, he is now. He's you know, he's feeling aloof. He's feeling, you know, you kind of have him feeling a little macho, even though he like is again, cause he's a, he's a big tough dude. He definitely feels macho, but he's kind of like, okay, I mean, you know, I've, I've got the moves. Sure. Sure. Um, Using and, my character to manipulate men into doing what I want is like my favorite thing. Anyway, sorry, go on. <laughs> no, you're fine. And, uh, and he's like, Oh, you know, I just thought if you were talking recently and she's missing, that would be a way that we could, you know, find her and make sure everything's okay. You know, just to make sure that she's coming back. Because, uh, you know, I mean, it's weird. It's a pretty small town that we live just outside of. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people who, like, live in the state and in the area. But within the town and the city limits there, uh, you know, we kind of all know each other. It's very rare for us to not say, oh, I'm going on vacation or, oh, I'm you know, visiting family or I'm going camping for, you know, uh, like a couple of days to, you know, just to, to go hunting or something, you know, just, you, you know, hunting or whatever people usually tell you about. Hmm. Yeah, that's super interesting. I, I just can't believe this happened. Like, I just, I'm not sure what we're going to do now because we don't have anywhere to go. At this point, we we drove, you know, 200 miles to get here from Oregon. And <laughs> I'm 
sorry. You're fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, in my head, I'm like, what is geography? <laughs> anyway. Um, that's, that's why I was laughing because like I can see you. Uh, the audience can't. Audience. Yeah. The audience can't. But like I watched as you had a big smile and all of a sudden you went, uh, and I saw all the numbers fly across the screen. <laughs> 200 miles. Yes. That seems reasonable. Um, okay, sorry. We just drove all this way from Oregon to have like a nice, you know, little vacation out here. And we just don't have anywhere to go now. And I'm just not really sure what to do. And I'm playing something here, but I'm not actually asking him to do anything so he can respond however. Right. It's not anything. I'm just okay. now I'm just making conversation. Right, just like making conversation. I, Morgan, know what I'm getting at, and Allie knows what she's getting at, but I haven't gotten there yet. So okay. I was just saying, like, gosh, we just have nowhere to go now. Right. And I just don't know what to do. Uh he as you're saying that, you know, he's kind of just sort of looking around a little bit. I mean, he's trying to mostly kind of maintain eye contact with you, you know. Um, but trying to you know again kind of look cool like look around a little bit just kind of observe the scene a little bit and there's only two moments of kind of again almost like a buffering sequence mm-hmm. um when he sees the license plate on the car and also he does for oh, maybe shit. what does our license plate say <laughs> If we rented it here, it's probably. Uh, and also makes uh, eye contact for just a moment with Noctis. Um, and but you know the the smile doesn't exactly ever leave, right? It's mm-hmm. it's just more of kind of almost like a stutter step, and then mm-hmm. continues. He says, "Well, I mean, you know, if if you two really down and out i mean there's really there's no hotels in this area so i mean you know you could go camping it's starting to get kind of nice outside but i mean if you're really looking for a place to stay i mean not to be forward but i mean i've always got i i mean i own a house you know so like i've i've got room how old is this man rooms how old does he look uh probably mid-30s Oh, okay, never mind. Okay, that makes sense. Owning a house, anyone in like their twenties, no, nah, well, nah, unrealistic. Here's the thing. He's he's definitely like kind of late late millennials, you know. Um, okay, but elder millennial. But also, it's like a place like the state of Washington, and not like in a overdeveloped area. This is mostly the woods. Uh, yeah, he probably built the house himself from materials at Home Depot uh, for like you know three thousand dollars, and it looks like incredible. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, that's your house. I mean, like, okay, 3000 is probably not nearly enough, but you get my point. Like, <laughs> it is probably, like, fine craftsmanship. Like, okay, this isn't going to do anything for anyone but other than Graham and myself. I just want to paint this picture for Graham specifically. <laughs> Graham, it's probably a house that's equal to the size of our houses, but it's oh, not in, it's not in Howard County, Maryland. Oh, that's true. You have been. been so it's, it's not Howard County, Maryland, where it's going to cost nearly a million dollars. It's going to cost you, mm-hmm. like you know, 60,000 and everyone's like, yeah. Oh, not bad. Um, or people are like, Oh, 60,000. That's getting up there. And, and we'd be like, what? And it's like, um, well, it is on like 20 acres. And yeah, nah, 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 nah. yeah, exactly. And we're like, we don't even have half an acre kind of thing yep. anyway. Um, so, so yeah, you know, he, he offers up, uh, rooms at his, at his place. Um, okay. 
And oh my gosh, that yeah. is so. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that was just saying. <laughs> and that, and out of his, his, he's leaving it open to you. Okay. Oh my gosh, that is just so kind of you. And I'm, oh my god, I don't even know your name. What was? What's your name? I'm so sorry. That's so rude of me for not introducing myself. He extends his hand and says, "My name is Zeke." Zeke, I'm Allie. It's a pleasure to meet you. My brother, my uncle, and I will definitely stay at your house tonight. That's my second order. Buffer. Buffer. <laughs> Great. Sure. Yeah. I've I've got I've got space. Now, I'm sorry, your your brother and your uncle. Yeah, he just went around back. Uncle Hank? Are you Uncle Hank? Can you there's a situation? I'm trying to use my very nice voice so that he doesn't freak out, but I know he's going to. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> um, so before Hank gets there, the buffering happens for uh, one one last time, and he was like, oh, I, I thought you had said it was just you and your brother. Did I? Um, I don't think so. The smile quickly reappears and he says, I must have misheard. I'm sorry. Um, Not to worry. I think you'll love my Uncle Hank. He's quite a character. (laughs) And (laughs) Hank comes around the corner and you kind of hear him first, right? It's that thing of like, I mean, I'm just telling you. It's just, I just don't understand why you. uh... And then I just have this like shit eating grin directed directly at him. Like not my face is turned away from Zeke and I have this big (laughs) grin plastered on my face. Like, okay, just go with it. And then I kind of like. Right. The last thing that I realized I forgot to say the the thing that I thought about him saying, which is like the last words he says, like right before his eyes, like meet yours. Right. He's like, oh, ha ha. I mean, I get it. You know, you you kind of do stuff for a while. People kind of expect something of you. And then Uncle Hank and. Hello, stranger. Can I can I help you? Yeah, no, don't even worry about it. So the uh, it turns out the. Airbnb, I figured out what's up with all the caution tape. The Airbnb person that owns this place has gone missing. And Zeke, our new friend here, said that we could post up with him for the night just until we have to go back to Oregon tomorrow since our trip is now ruined. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, hey. Zeke, that's really nice of you for offering up your space. Um, I suppose that I should call the person who was going to help us out with our hunt, our hunting (laughs) spot later, and I'll have to check in with her to see if she can meet us at a new location now. Um, great. That's sure. Sure. <laughs> um, Zeke, um, where, where are, where, where's your place? You know, should we, should, can I just, can I get your address and we'll follow you there kind of thing or, and 
Zeke's face, um, you know, when he's looking at, at you, Allie, and there's definitely the smile and the, all right, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty cool guy kind of thing. <laughs> and when he looks back at Hank, the smile kind of drops a little bit. And he says, I mean, if you want, if uh, if you still want to have that person just meet you here whenever they're supposed to, um, I can give you a ride back to town. Looks like this car isn't really meant for off-road or anything like that. And, you know, since we're out here in the woods and mountains, maybe I should be, you know, giving you all a ride around. What kind of car did he drive up in? Like a truck? Uh, yeah, like a like a big, big old truck. Like a big old... Ford F-150. <laughs> what kind of truck would you drive in the state of Washington? Please tell me, Google. <laughs> like, oh, well, I've got a new Toyota Prius truck. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's a... It's a... Okay, I don't know anything about cars, man. What what's a Dodge it's Durango? Fine. Is that I just a, is wanted that a truck? to know if it was a truck or not? That's all I was asking. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's a truck. It's it's a truck, okay. but like one of those big ones that has like a like two doors, so it's got like a back seat it's situation. A, it's a four door. Okay. Yeah, four door. Yeah. A, okay. I don't know how to respond to this situation now. Why don't, why don't I give you a ride? See, I don't like that. <laughs> Oh, you know, my brother just has, like, kind of pretty bad anxiety, so we can just follow you in our car. Um, Why don't we do that? Come on, let's all get in our cars now. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Noctis points at their chest and goes, Brother Tim, and does a finger wave. (laughs) (laughs) You're mm, okay. We'll we'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> you know, something that might help at the very least, right? Is, I mean, I don't have your number, uh, so if we get separated, um, why don't we either exchange numbers or maybe at the very least, maybe just Uncle Hank can go with me at my passenger side, you know, and then you guys follow us, and if we get separated you two can call each other we'll you know kind of help direct you well i don't know what hank would say to that but Allie's fine with giving out her phone number so you did just set yourself up there that's fine um to i talk mean to yourself i think i think that uh i mean <laughs> he's kind of fine with either way i think he okay. is definitely hoping for the first because he's definitely subtly looking for a number Oh, okay. You know, yeah, that's Hank, fine. Hank goes, sure. Well, my number is, and he's like, not you, old timer. Uh, here you go. And I step in between <laughs> Hank and Zeke, and I go, yeah, here's my phone number, and say numbers. Right. And I'm like, why don't you just call me so I have it in my phone right now? So he does. And then they do that thing. And then he says, I'll forward you the address. Perfect. And um, he gets into the car and says, um, you know, I'll, I'm just going to sort of turn turn around here and I'll you know just kind of back down the path and I'll wait I'll wait at the end of end of this little dirt road for you. Okay, we'll see you soon and I give him like a flirty wink and it's totally cool and I totally pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh what do you, what do you do here? Well, if he drives away, I'll explain myself to Hank. And if he leaves us and just like fucking dips out, like I'm also fine with that. So I just go to get back and in, like into the car, like we're gonna follow him down the road, I guess. 
Um, okay, so he's not like dipped out, dipped out. Like he's pretty much kind of constantly keeping you in eyesight. Okay, but we could talk in our car and be fine. Correct. So, so you're driving, and he takes you a couple miles, drives towards town. You drive through the town, and you kind of, uh, so basically, like, how, how do I describe this? You're kind of north, uh, sorry, you're northeast of, of town. You drive into town, kind of go through the main streets, and then you end up popping back out northwest of it. Um, you can't necessarily go just in a straight line from where you used to be to where you're going, right? Um, so you do get to see a little bit of the town. You drive. So he's totally not her neighbor then. Well, I, I think this is more of like a, you know, your quote unquote neighbors in this area. Okay. You know what I mean? Like there's okay, there's probably like a hundred people total in this area, in this immediate area. So like, you know, they probably all call each other neighbors. Like they okay. are probably, the distance here is only like three to four miles total. Okay. You know, it's just that because you have to kind of go in a U shape, it it's more like, you know, five or six kind of thing. But like total distance of like, if you drew a straight line, three to four miles, that's it. Okay. Um, but he knows Jane very well. Um, and uh, you pull up through some 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 trees, right? Like, you know, basically the, the path at first is kind of in a more open area. Um, and then you start winding through a more wooded area. And you pull up in front of a uh, another cabin that's out here. Um, and you see him waiting, um, kind of near the front door. Now, before we get to the last little bit here, um, what stuff do you talk about in the car? What, how does that conversation go? So I tell Hank and Noctis, cause Noctis, I don't know how close you were during all that or how much you like heard of it. I just kind of like recap and say like this random dude pulled up and started to say that people don't usually come back after they go missing after I saved our asses. And I think that he knows something and that we should try to figure it out. And honestly, I've like, I feel like I've got a hold on him for a little bit longer. So if we need to get out of there, it shouldn't be too hard. (sighs) Okay. I mean, unfortunately we did get caught very early on. I just, um, you know, uh, Noctis, how are you feeling about all this? This feels like a lot more interaction than I feel like we expected. Mm. Beefy man Zeke was also spying. That's a very good point. And uh, you're okay with being, what was it, Brother Tim? Or what What? What are we, <laughs> what is our necessarily cover Tim here? Tim sells insurance. Okay. Okay. Well, interesting. I feel like have you been like watching whose line is it anyway? Your improv skills have certainly. I mean, now don't tell her I said this, but Lucy could not do anything that quick. Uh, oh, absolutely not. Lucy does. She not, probably would have killed him. Lucy doesn't lie. So. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing about Tim Sells Insurance. <laughs> yeah, the Tim Sells Insurance is is very funny. I like that oh Noctis God. has this whole character figured out. Yep. Uh, like there's a backstory and everything kind of thing going on. I know, we're just like going to slowly find it out. Like I'm so excited about I know, Brother I'm Tim. I'm waiting for like 
throughout this whole arc, there's going to be little <laughs> bits and pieces of like, they'll offer up like a burger kind of thing. And Noctis will be like, Tim vegan. Like, and everyone will go, oh, this is brand new information. You see, Tim raised a cow as a child and refuses to eat beef. Um, so Noctis commits well, to their character work. Right. Oh, it's so good. So I, after Noctis says that Tim sells insurance and you know Zeke was spying, I kind of like shrug and look at Hank. Well, you wanted to spy. Yeah. Um. Yep, that's true. All right. Well, let's go inside. But before we do, um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna make a real quick call. Um. One, one second and Hank pulls out his cell phone and calls Lucy mm-hmm. Lucy's probably in the process like in like the man room mm-hmm. she has like a folder on uh, Salem Massachusetts and she's like drawing something on a map and kind of taking notes when her phone rings and and she picks it up and she has a flip phone of course flips it open hello Lucy um okay I need to I have information that I need you to know um there is a situation unfolding that I'm actually not sure about something feels off um and part of that is probably because the plan changed things don't things weren't supposed to, this isn't how i anticipated let's let's go with that um are you in trouble no not exactly listen I know that you're going to think that you haven't, but I think it's just more of you don't remember because you didn't know all of our geography, but you and I once did a mission in the state of Washington. Uh, And so I'm going to need you to think about it as much as you can, because I know you can only teleport to a place that you've been before. So he tells you to write down a set of coordinates um, and says, just in case things don't go the way I plan, um, I need you to get to this set of coordinates as fast as you can. Um, You're only going to be able to teleport probably about, I don't know, maybe five miles away from there. And then you're going to have to get there ASAP. Um, and I, I think, well, I'm hoping that you'll know what to do then. Um, so, okay, again, please do not tell Buck about this. This is, I usually preach about being smart out in the field and, be, and making good decisions, and I'm certainly not exactly following my own words, and I definitely do not want to hear about it from you either. So just, you know, this the whole personal thing has sort of thrown me off my game. Just, can you be there if I need you? 
wait so so what's what has changed or what is subject to change over the past two hours that has prompted this uh <laughs> this decision there's kind of a brief pause and he hank just responds back with there's another player involved that i wasn't thinking was on the board this isn't how i thought today would go this is this is something is strange and i feel like we're being i don't know i i feel like we're being drawn in just keep keep on your toes all right so I'm trying to think about how snarky or how irritated Lucy is at this point. Probably fairly. Yeah. Then, then, then in regards to like some, oh, something strange. Yeah, something strange is happening. Oh, yeah, you don't say. Uh, there's strange things happening all over the globe, and I'm trying to figure out what takes priority right now. Okay. As she well, continue, as she's as she's vigorously tapping her pencil. Right. <laughs> um, he just he Hank just says, just. Just do the thing if I tell you, please. And hangs up. Hank turns to Noctis and says, If something goes wrong here, uh, I want you to do me a favor. And I, it's going to be a little awkward because I've never put you and Lucy really in the same room by yourselves. But um, if, if something Something doesn't sit right with me. I don't know if it feels all right to you or what, or if it maybe I'm just paranoid. I don't know. But if something goes wrong, I need you to make sure that. Listen, both Allie and I can take care of ourselves. I mean, and so can you, obviously. But if something goes wrong, out of the three of us, I need you to be able to get out of here. And I need you to meet up with Lucy. And then I need you to find my niece. Can you do that for me? Noctis nods and says, Tim hates Mondays. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Hank says, uh, (laughs) Hank Hank says, um, all right there, Garfield. We'll, We'll, we'll keep it. We'll play it loose. Um, Who's Garfield? <laughs> um, and no Garfield, only Tim. <laughs> uh, so you all gather your stuff and start to walk towards the door. And Allie's head is on a swivel. She knows this is fucking dumb, but she also feels pretty confident that she can get them out of there. So. Right. Um, And I want to point out that you made a good observation earlier and I somewhat covered because I didn't want to say anything too early on, but he does technically live right down the road from Jane. They are neighbors, probably maybe half a mile away from each other Uh um, in that same area, just through like kind of like a different back road. Like once you go back out to the main road, you only, you drive like what would be the equivalent of two blocks and then you drive up the next path. Mm-hmm. But that's not where he's driven you to. Mm. And he's standing outside the front door and 
he has the door open and sort of kind of beckons you in. And after you pass through the doorway, he says, Well, welcome to my home. And he turns around and he locks the door. And when he does, you finally, for the first time, see what's on the back of his leather jacket. Oh, no. And in big letters, it says, The Forest Fighters. Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Previously on Finish It. I jump on the woolly mammoth. Very nice. Eventually, you become captain of your own ship. You become the captain of your own ship? <laughs> Life is harsh and simple with the cave people. No boy. Vampire advances toward you step by step by step. The usual way. <laughs> does that sound like fun? Yes, it does. I'm Matt Yule. And I'm Chris Yule. And on our podcast, Finish It, we're going through all the interactive fiction books ever. And we read every single page, and we don't stop until we got every drop. <laughs> we're going to juice these books. Find us at finishitpod.com or finish it on any pod catcher. Finish it.